Yo, what is up, everybody? Your boy E-Man from the Average Girl Sports Talk Podcast coming at you with another live episode. It's definitely becoming the trend for the podcast. And today I got a loaded one. I got some special people joining me today. Uh, we're going to start. This is the start of a three-day uh, barrage of, of episodes today, tomorrow, and Thursday. Breaking down, previewing, taking down analysis predictions of every single wild card matchup coming up this weekend super cut wild card weekend is up in the building this weekend and we're gonna hit them all up from every angle with some real talented people that are gonna collab in the next three days <clears throat> today i have the pleasure to have commissioner coop from tss sports i mean y'all know this guy man his game is really really heavy um good stuff and he's going to help me break down the Dolphins and the Bills matchup. Cooper's from South Florida and my brother from another mother. Uh, and he definitely a uh, big Dolphins fan. You know, he's, he's coined them America's team. He's going to be joining us shortly, running a little late. We're also going to hit the uh, Seattle Seahawks and the 49er matchup. We're going to break that down. We're going to preview it and give you some of our predictions with the one and only Gina from Gina Repping the Bay. Uh, great podcast. Everything you need to know from the Bay Area sports, not just the 49ers, even though that's their forte, but Golden State Warriors, everything Bay Area sports. She is like your go-to person in that particular space. Uh, like I said, today, we're definitely going to start with the Dolphins. Cooper's running a little late, uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to get started without him, but uh, he's definitely going to join us shortly. Uh, look, over the weekend, it was we had we had some games, right? We, we Weekend 18 came and gone uh there was some stuff really really and i'm gonna start with the dolphins a little bit i don't want to go go in too much of the details because i want to leave some of that for coop for commissioner coop but look the dolphins right now are limping in are definitely limping in and on the positive side both tyreek hill and jalen waddle have combined for 3,000 pat receiving yards that's insane i think that's like the third time that's ever happened great feed they brought tyreek hill to be that type of guy and he had delivered. Look, 1,700 yards with Tua, not Patrick Mahomes. For the season, seven touchdowns. The man did his thing. Uh, another storyline we're going to hit tonight is definitely going to be Brock Purdy, which I know Gina's going to bring the heat when it comes to that and how he's handled and led this team uh, during the, the time of, uh, you know, some uh, some uh, some issues with uh, Jimmy G going out practically for the rest of the season. But it was great. And I mean, look, one of the choke jobs, and, and I'm going to, hit some of these right here. One of the highlights from Week 18 was, I, I'm shocked that the Packers lost to the Lions the way they did. You know what I mean? It was insane. And and look, Aaron, it's Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers right now, future with the Green Bay Packers, is undecided. He said he's going to take some time. He's going to make a decision and tell the team what direction he's going to go uh, before March. <clears throat> Excuse me, before March, which is when, you know, when you have the trading, uh, when the trading comes into place gets activated and all that good stuff that's one of the big issues uh one of the things also that happened this weekend man you know i feel kind of bad for the pittsburgh steelers because they were up there in contention you know you needed the 
New England Patriots to lose and the Dolphins to lose and the Steelers to win in order to uh, get that playoff spot here, the you know the eighth seed uh, and the uh, and the AFC. And look, the Steelers, man, give them credit. Uh, what a season! Mike Tomlin, man, still over five hundred, doesn't lose. Great coach, great respect that he has from his peers. Did a lot with nothing this year. Injuries, rookie quarterback, you know, carousel. Kenny Pickett really shows some good signs. I think they got a, they got something there with Pickett. I am not sold yet hundred percent, but I think with more exposure and experience. They might have their guy offensively, you know, Pickens, the wide receiver, the rookie wide receiver had a nice season. I think there's something to build on. Let's see what happens with Deontay Johnson, who's on the contract. Um, They traded away Claypool. They got some picks. Look, we have the draft coming up. There's going to be some things that are going to definitely pop up. Um, Man, and another great shocker, not shocker, but I think it was just a great great storyline was also the Jacksonville Jacks, which we're going to break that matchup actually on Thursday with my other guest, the, the boys from PSR, um, Patriots Radio, Patriots Sports Radio. They got to be here on Thursday breaking down those matchups. But anyway, um, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Definitely, the Jacks are such a great story, how they came back and took the AFC South, um, taking it away from the Titans. And look, the Titans is another team that has a lot of questions, right? They completely self-destructed towards the end of the season. We know Tannehill is not the answer. He's been a good I guess Patch and uh, it's been a lot better than Malik. All right, who they drafted this year? They even went with a third string quarterback because they didn't trust the rookie they drafted with Dobbs. And they have some questions and some holes at the quarterback position. Tannehill ain't it. Malik ain't it. Neither is Dobbs. All right, so something's got to give. I don't know. Look, after all the craziness that happened this week, there's going to be a lot of trades because the Bears have the number one pick. Because Houston decided to win. And by the way, that's the reason why they fired Lovey uh, Lovey Smith, man. Because he did not tank. He's a man of class. Shitty organization by the Houston Texans anyway. But Lovey Smith takes his team. They lose the number one pick. They decide to actually play really well and beat a Colts team. Which, by the way, another team that has some questions to answer. The Colts need a freaking coach. But also need a... um, also need a quarterback, all right? Because uh, Matt Ryan ain't it, and neither is Ellison. Uh, anyway, but going back to uh, the Bears, right? The Bears got, look, they, they got the first pick. And they're not, Justin Field proved himself this year that he is good enough. And probably superstar status, maybe elite, definitely franchise quarterback status for me, all right? Uh, for the Bears. Absolutely. So the Bears got some, some things to work out here. They got number one pick. What, what are they going to do with that, right? Everybody knows it's the Bryce Young, Caleb Williams, uh, Stroud, you know, uh, race to who get this one because the quarterback is going to get chosen with the number one pick. And if the Bears have them, they're not going to use it for a quarterback. But there's a lot of things they could do, man. They could trade that pick for uh, some great defensive player, for a player and another pick. They could trade that number one pick for multiple picks in the next years. I mean, the Bears got some... Uh, some things to think about here and work out. But they are in the driver's seat to improve that team greatly because, look, Justin Fields needs the help. He needs – that offensive line is horrible, all right? The kid needs the time. The kid needs to do his thing, all right? And, unfortunately, they are – they need they need to get that – he needs some wide receivers. The kid needs a lot of stuff, man. He needs a lot of help. Definitely needs a lot of help. With number one pick, man, they could trade that to – I don't know – Say a Simmons in the number 10th pick for next year with the Titans, right? And Titans get number one pick. I don't know. There's a lot of things they could do with this. And um, they're in the driver's seat. 
the, the future looks bright with the amount of picks that they have. Um, so those were kind of like the big things from this past weekend. Um, looking forward to the NFC and the AFC Super Wild Card weekend. Uh, definitely looking forward. And, um, and of course, uh, I'm, I'm going to wait for Coop here, but I want to let me get started. He's running a little bit late here. Um, look, we have the um, we have the the Miami Dolphins, right? They they're going to be facing the Buffalo Bills, and we know Miami, man, they uh, they limped into the playoffs. No, it's no secret there. An unbelievable roller coaster ride. You know, they go from beating the Bills early in the year, the Tua, you know, concussion start there. Um, <clears throat> great comeback. The Bills came down here. I think it was week three. Uh, it was an unbelievable game. They came back. They had a huge comeback, man. That six touchdown game by by uh, Tua Tunga by Loa against the Ravens. The Ravens were had a commanding lead, man, and they was up like thirty, and then they came back on them. Uh, so they had the kind of season. They even had control of the East, of the AFC East, uh, for a cup of coffee, you know, maybe a week or two over the Bills, and the Bills were struggling. So they went from, like, winning streak, losing streak, winning streak, and being the uh, taking control of the top seed of the AFC East, which was very crowded, to then losing a bunch of games at the end of the season and winning that playoff opportunity with the... Uh, you know, against the Jets, which, man, it was such a dumpster fire. Such a dumpster fire of a um, of a complete show. I mean, it was a shit show. It was a dumpster fire. Uh, but Miami against Buffalo, man, the matchups, they, they, you know, Miami, again, look, Miami is right up there. Uh, let's look at the offensive. Let's compare the offensive category stat, right? They're number six in yards per game. Buffalo is number two. All right, then. The uh, passing yards began. Miami is number four, and Buffalo is actually number seven. Rushing yards per game, Buffalo is top there in the league, top 10, and number seven. Miami is 25. That has been their Achilles heel all year long. Uh, we got points per game. Miami's number 11. Buffalo is number two in the league at 28.4 points per game. Third down percentages. This is huge. This is a huge stat I like to look because who can convert on third down? It's usually the what the, what determines the the actual um, it what determines the actual um, position of the game. See, you know, it determines what's going to happen. What's the outlook of the game here? Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much where we're at. Um, actually, Commissioner Coop is actually answering over here. Let me go ahead and send them the invite again to uh, through TSS. But it's it's actually it, that's what determines the outcomes of the game. When you convert on third down. Uh, you could definitely, you could definitely um, get some get some games, get some wins, and um, it, it's pretty good. It, it's it's really good. So uh, I'm actually gonna send this to TSS Twitter. Hold on, Coop, I got you, brother. Uh, but yeah, uh, let me go here. All right, let me see here. Sorry, folks, uh, got some technical difficulties here with, uh, with my man here trying to get Coop in the building, trying to get him in here. Sorry about that. Uh, you know, it's live. Uh, it's live television. I mean, it's live television, right? So uh, it's good to go. I mean, let's get back here to the nitty gritty. Uh, let me just tell him, hey, Coop, I just sent it. Um, so, again, at the third down stat, it's huge. Because, you know, third, if you convert on third down on a very effective effective manner, uh, then you have, you, you, you pretty much are going to be successful. They, 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 compete, they complete third downs of 50% for the... Uh, the Buffalo Bills and Miami is at 36%. They're 24th in the league. Buffalo is number one. 
And the offensive category, and all the offensive category, points per game, third down percentage, rushing yards, passing yards, and yards per game, the Bills are top two out of the seven, and they're top ten. So, one, two, three, four, five. Out of the five categories, they're top two. Three out of the five, and they're top ten in all of them. So, that's huge. That's huge in comparison to... The defensive side. And the de- defensively, man, you know, the Bills have a better defense than the Dolphins. That is not a secret. So, and, and that's where we actually see the um, see the actual difference as well, right? You got Miami. When it comes to defensive stats, uh, Miami allowed 354 yards per game, which is 18th in the league. All right. Um, and then uh, also the Bills only allowed 337. That's 7th in the league. Uh Actually, without further ado, guys, late, but ne- but never put it. But the men made it. So I'm going to bring my boy, my brother from another mother, all right, from my bro- my South Florida brother from another mother, my man, Commissioner Coop from TSS uh, Fantasy. Let's go ahead. And, let's give him a proper welcome, man. I got I got to bring my guy in here with some style, all right? I got to give him a bring here. I got to I gotta bring him. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, number one. Yes, Miami Dolphins. Hey man, I know you were there this weekend, so I had to like you know bring you with a little of a, a little bit of home style cooking there for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. What's funny is we had a whole funny conversation about that because my buddies were down from you know New York, you know they were Jets fans, you know they're sitting here going, they were making fun of that song before we started, and you know they're, of course they're playing the Jimmy Buffett song too, and they're like, "What's this?" And I got to hear about that song too now. So I'm like, "Man, Miami, tighten up, man. Let's you know we got enough influence down there. Let's get a proper." song like let's tighten up a little I mean, there's a lot of artists down here man that could definitely collab and uh bring some uh totally. new, new, new new joint over here over here you know what i mean so uh but thanks for making it, dude. i appreciate you coming on board appreciate you having me in excited to be here first time in the uh locker room i guess or whatever you want to call your studio appreciate being in and uh should be fun Cool, man. Cool. Listen, and, and I know you are a diehard Dolphins fan. Uh, the reason why I want to have you and break this game down to me, I got a, I got a little bit ahead of you. Uh, but look, the kind of season you guys have had all year long, right? And it's been like typically, I mean, it's there's no other word for a roller coaster, right? You've been on top, bottom, top again, bottom again, and you finished the season with a dumpster fire of an offensive category, but you still made the playoffs. Realistically speaking, how do you feel? How are the chances? against the Bills? Well, I mean, the the biggest question is if Tua is playing or not. I mean, the bottom line, if we, I said that prior to last week's game, I mean, of those lower tier teams, um, you know, with all due respect to the Steelers, who were playing good football um, towards the end, um, and the Patriots, who were solid, but we posed the biggest threat to the Buffalo Bills. We all know this. Uh, you know, we beat them down at home. We almost took it to them. It wasn't that long ago with two at the helm. So we definitely got the formula to beat them. Um, you know, again, does Tua come? Obviously, the whole, you know, DeMar Hamlin thing coming into perspective. I think all that, those kind of went off last week. We're done with that. We're over with it. No offense. All good, good things. And I hope he's well. But I don't give a you know what now. It's time to put on the, the pads and let's go. Um, so if Tua comes back, I I feel realistically we have a shot. Um, with Skylar Thompson, I don't even know if I want to watch it. <laughs> I, I agree with you. The, the big question, that was my next thing. 
Tua. You know, Tua is is the guy. There's a reason why you guys, the Dolphins, invested so much in him. And like I mentioned earlier, Tariq Hill and Jalen Waddle both combined for 3,000 freaking, all right, receiving yards. That's like, what, the third or the fourth time ever done in the history of the game, right? They brought those guys to do that for Tua. And unfortunately, you know, Tua's knock throughout his career has been his health. And that lured his ugly head this year. And like you said, if he's playing, you guys definitely post the biggest matchup problems for Buffalo. No doubt about it. Yeah, and it, but that, again, like you said, does Tua play? I, you know, the one one thing I go back on was the Bills game in Miami this year. It was at, you know, obviously being a season ticket holder there. Um, and in years past, you know, it felt it felt like, you know, I'll give you like the Ryan Tannehill years for an example. Being there, hearing the crowd chanting, Matt Moore, Matt Moore. And I'm looking at him like, what is wrong with you people? Like, you know, not to say Ryan Tannehill was gangbusters, but Matt Moore, the journeyman, you think people are screaming for right now? So um, I was expecting a little bit, a little bit of that this year when Tua went down, quite frankly. I was expecting to hear the Teddy Bridge water and there was a little bit of that grumbling when the season started but when that bills game i gotta tell you man when two went out and then came back in later and to hear the crowd in miami anywhere anywhere else i'm talking about in miami like joyfully cheering this man i said man tua has won the miami fan base all you got to do is stay healthy. And we know that there's many quarterbacks throughout the history of the NFL who've had concussion problems. Steve Young is, a, is one. I was telling a story today, not to go on and on, but I was telling someone a story today about Dan Marino. One game I'll never forget. No one really talks about it because it was a meaningless game. I just, for some reason, as a kid, remember it. They played Seattle in Seattle in the Kingdome. That's how long ago it was. Cortez Kennedy knocked Marino senseless out, like out, out. Gay, I remember seeing him hitting the smelling salts on the sideline, coming back in and winning that football game. So, you know, I know it's a big thing about head, but this has been around for a long time now. So, you know, I know we're having a big emphasis on it now. This is not nothing strange. I think everyone's going to go crazy. I do think Tua needs a bit of a break um, because that is the thing with these head injuries. You do need time. And I think, unfortunately, he brushed himself back, um, you know, and he may end up doing that, unfortunately, this time because, you know, we got all the marbles on the table, I guess, so to speak. So anyway, that's my uh, my thing on Tua. Yeah, absolutely. And then what people know about Miami, right, when it comes to football, the Dolphins are it. All right. You got the Dolphins and then everybody else that roots for the Heat and the Marlins are all bandwagon fans. Right. Am I wrong or am I right? I've been down here 18 years, even though I'm from Brooklyn. That is like really. Well, I, do have, I do have the T, the Heat tattooed on my shoulder. So I am, I am a big Heat. I'm, you know, I'm from my, I like rep all the Miami. Although, like I said, like you say, though, like we, we have so much to do. Like the, the baseball, though, no, I can't do that. I got, you know, the football, the basket, the basketball. I like, I like the basketball, but the, the, the football, that's, yeah. But you're right, though. That is it. The Kings got a good following, of course. Uh, yeah, but, college, college is king also down here in Florida. So 100%. So, but, you know, again, the football is, is it's the Miami Dolphins. I mean, all day. That's, that's what's it down here. So, yeah, if you, if you can be a winner down here, man, you, you're it. And the media, media is as tough as the major markets, New York, LA, Philadelphia, you know, they're, they're brutal in those markets. So, so is Miami when it comes to the, their, their football team and the sports team, especially football, because that is like the golden child. 
And like you said, very good analogy because Tua did win a lot of Miami fans in that Buffalo game. I mean, he started with that huge comeback the week. Was it the week before against the Ravens, right? Right, was, right. I mean, it just went off in that second half. But for him coming back and showing the toughness and the heart, and granted, like you said, it was stupid to do that because, you know, now you're risking long term with all the injuries that he's had. But it's one of those things, man. He is one thing I could say about the kid. He may, he may not be the best quarterback out there or even the best quarterback in that draft, but he's shown this year and he's shown through his career that he's a tough son of a bitch, man. You know, he, he plays injured. And he doesn't want to get out, which is a risk at the same time. But also, you got to admire, man, somebody that wants to give give their all for their team because he wants to win. And he wants to win for the city and for the team. He's tough, smart, efficient. And the great thing about him is that, you know, the one he did everything the right way. That's why I always joke, you know, on my show, you know, I always say it's America's team. And I actually meant that in a way that if. You know, if this if they actually got going, I don't know see how America couldn't like the Dolphins because look at I'll look at all the stuff Tua dealt with when he got into the league. Flores, the the owner, nobody wants you here. You know what I mean? It's like it's a damn poor guy. You know, he just comes out. He just came off a horrific injury in college. Um, you know, I have a doctor on my show. He basically equated to a car crash what he went through. Um, so, you know, here he comes into a COVID year with no practice, no like It was crazy. So, you know, I all hats off to the guy. He never complained one time, kept his head down, kept doing his thing. And I'm just happy to I was happy to have the season we had with him and just hope, you know, into the next year. Um, obviously, we have some have some great stuff for Tua. Absolutely, absolutely. It's gonna be a contract year too, so uh, you know uh, it's gonna be one of those. And I just, you know, I just pray for the guy that he stays healthy because it's, it's, you know, he's man, he's too young, man, to have gone through so much, you know, health wise like he's gone right now. And, and concussions are, they suck. You know what I mean? Those are the ones that, because like you say, the that's not the narrative. That's the one that's in the eye, the public eye, the most, uh, the most sensitive one, the one that this is the one we touch, right? This is the one that the NFL and go through their whole you know let's let's use this whole thing because it's, it's what's going to draw the most i guess the, attention the story du jour is what i like to call it exactly but you can't put it any better than that <laughs> uh but look i mean matchup wise uh Coop, it, look the bills offensively man they they are tough i was just reading they're, they're like top 10 in all these categories they're number two in yards per game seventh in passing yards seventh in rushing and, and you think about man they, they don't have great running back but they, they, they rush the ball because josh allen alone gets you like 40 50 yards a game right um second in points per game man they're 50 percent, which is first in the league and third down percentage um which is it's a tough it's a tough it's a tough matchup for the for the you know for the dolphins as well and especially when your quarterback is not 100 percent and defensive wise they definitely have the edge over miami uh, you know they are they are tough man they seventh at yards per game you know passing yards they're they're 15th which is you know not great middle of the pack and i think that's where miami has been able to exploit them right with Tariq Hill and Waddle, they can't they can't cart they can't catch these guys down the middle you know what i'm saying it's it's really hard so i think that's where miami has the edge uh overall and where can they probably do the most damage right and you know again they 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 really do well good against the run they're number five in the league second in points per game as allowed you know they they do really well on on third down percentage stops uh they're at 37 percent seven in the league it's a tough matchup they're the reason why they were number one in the east you know they have a really really good solid team and it's a huge test man for miami and 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 trust me if it wasn't for the injuries what do you think miami would not be number seven seed right they'll be right exactly we wouldn't even have this matchup 
but yeah, I think the key in this game is going, you know, unfortunately, I don't know if we'll have Moatster with his now with a fractured thumb. Yeah. Um, but um, even with Jeff Wilson Jr., I'm very confident with them running the football. They did it well against Buffalo last time, surprisingly enough. They went up there with a the game plan of, hey, we're going to establish the run. And they did so. Um, they did it actually very efficiently. Um, they're going to have to do that in order to, to maintain anything. Um, and as far as, you know, the their offense against our defense, one thing that we've done well against Buffalo is this bend but not break defense that, that's just like you know, they get a lot of big plays, then they get down there, then we stop, we stop them around, the, you know, the red zone. We're like we're really good at not letting them get those touchdowns. Um, that was what beat a where we were able to win in Miami while we were close to winning in Buffalo again with that bend, not break defense. So if they can continue that, establish some running game, um, you know, Skylar Thompson, Tuba, whatever it may be. I mean, that's going to be the formula, quite frankly. You know, I hate to sound like the good old, um, you know, back in the 90s football, but it's true. Running, running the football and defense matters in December and in these playoff games. Um, so if they can do that, they got got a little shot. Give me a uh, a top performer, and I, you know it could be from the Dolphins or either side. Top performer and a surprise performer of this game. What do you, who do you think is gonna surprise somebody, and who do you think is gonna go off? <sighs> who I think is gonna go off is Josh Allen. I mean, and because you know I think he it was a lot made prior to the season about how much he owned Miami, and then all of a sudden you know this year it's kind of changed a little bit. I think, you know, in this particular playoff matchup, um, he'll want to shine out a little bit. Um, so uh, I know he'll want to shine out a little bit. Um, so I could see him having a huge game. Um, again, we've talked about the woes of this secondary um, earlier, although, again, they have been playing well as of late. So, But I still think Josh Allen is, my, uh, is your big play guy in this matchup. Surprise guy, I just mentioned it. Jeff Wilson Jr. He could be your guy that you're surprised. Wow, this guy is at like because they if they come in here trying to establish that running game and hit him in the mouth like they did last time and actually hit him in the mouth. Um, but I like I said, I have a sticky suspicion that's not gonna happen, but they're certainly gonna try it. And if they're able to establish it, Jeff Wilson Jr. is gonna be your guy. So I think he'll be your surprise guy this weekend. Yeah, you know, Josh Allen, undoubtedly the guy. It, it's a stud, bro. You can't what do you even though he didn't have, I think he had to be had a much better season last year. But for a not a regular season, but he threw more picks than he did. I think in last season he had 35 touchdowns and 14 picks that he uh, passed for. He had over 4,000 passing yards, 63 percent completion percentage. Not bad, a rating of 96, which is really good. Uh, but again, this is where he separates himself and puts up there with the top quarterbacks. Right? He rushed for 762 yards this year with another seven touchdowns. That's where. He is like unreal. And he's a big the dude, man, running downhill. You can, you know, people need to get out of the way, right? And then if he right. doesn't if he doesn't run you over, how many this guy is he the quarterback that jumps over the most players, bro? I mean, and he, <laughs> he loves to hurdle over people, man. You know what I mean? So Yeah, he's he's great, durable. You know, what what can you say bad about Josh Allen? Seems like it's such a great guy. Um, so yeah, um, you know. I see him running rough shot over this Dolphins defense, you know, but again, I mean, as you know, I mentioned just a little while ago, being at the game, you know, it's kind of a luxury kind of being up and watching this stuff. I mean, we couldn't even force Joe Flacco into interceptions and Josh Allen has been making a lot of mistakes lately. Um, Weird mistakes too. I just don't see us making him make those mistakes, unfortunately. So 
we'll see going forward. I mean, uh, look, Jeff Wilson, 4.7 yards per carry. All right, Moster, 4.9. Not bad. I mean, and Moster, like you said, his problem has also been injury, right? He didn't play it. He played 16 games. I'm going to see how many games did he play this year. But he, he didn't crack 1,000, but he almost did. He played, he started 14, uh, 16, I think 14 games. And he had 891 uh, rushing yards for the season, which is, that's, that's pretty good, man. You know, for somebody that has been hurt so much in his career. But 4.9 yards per carry, if he's healthy and you throw him in the mix, I mean, like you said, what he did in Buffalo, in Buffalo with that temperature and everything else, it was remarkable. It was yeah. completely remarkable. So uh, it's and a shame. And the other backed up. And to your point, you know, that was the biggest question mark going in is like, you know, how did Miami bring all these guys that are always like, you know, Jeff Wilson Jr., but um, uh, Raheem Mostert, they're always hurt, right? So, but they, Mike McDaniels did a great job this year of managing them. Um, it's when we had Chase Edmonds earlier in the year, it was like Chase Edmonds was in a little bit in the beginning. And then all of a sudden, Raheem Mostert started taking a little bit. And then next game, all of a sudden, it was Jeff Wilson. And then we went back to Raheem Mostert. It was very well managed, I think. So, that's hats, hats off to Mike McDaniels um, on his job uh, with the running backs. Mike did a good job this year. You know, I like the totally. kid on Goofy, totally. Bastard, you know, who uh, fits in the picture right there. He's a, uh, he's a lovable guy, man. You know, and honestly, I think he's a great, uh, a great offensive mind. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and like, again, it's just, again, a healthy Tua, you know, getting more games out of him this season. Yeah. You would not be in this position. You, you, you know, who will be playing uh, the bills, the Ravens. Or you can right. something like that. Exactly. In, in the Ravens position playing the Bengals, but you know, it will be a better matchup than the bills. Earlier this season, the Dolphins were like atop the NFL. Like, I mean, geez, oh, please. I, I mean, I know we're far removed from that, but man, that felt great for a little bit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's great. I mean, I, I, like I said, I told you, I was season ticket holders for four years. And um, and it's great tailgating, man. Miami is the best. Uh, everything is great down here, man. From uh, And that's why I only, you know, and I'm a Giants fan, but I, my, my Dolphins are like my adopted stepbrother, right? And um, and one of the things I was there in that one win season, right? You know what I mean? Because I, I was season ticket holder between 05 and, and 09. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was pretty bad. And then I was there when Chad Pennington took us to the playoffs. You know, that was, I was, you know, my boy, I like to call 10 yard Chad. You know, he, he couldn't sling it more than 10 yards, but man, he was accurate. He took us to the playoffs. And it was as bad as they were losing, man, every single game was sold out. So that's why I said about how much respect to a game from the crowd because it is my the Dolphins are Miami. You know, it's it's Miami. The Dolphins, I think the Canes probably come second. And, the, the, you know, then you have the Heat and probably the, the Marlins or I don't know who else. Probably high school football is more than the Marlins right now. But, um, I you know, it's one of those things that uh, he did gain some respect. And, and it's good to see Miami uh, being in the limelight because just like the Giants and, and these big, big blue bloods, because they're considered blue bloods of the NFL, uh, when they're winning and when they're relevant, you know, it, it makes football better. It makes the NFL better. I mean, absolutely. So makes hey, my man. life better. Yeah, exactly. I know, I know you probably <laughs> happier. Everything at home is even better. Oh, man. So give us, the, I know you got a, you got a show going on tonight, right? Your usual? No, yeah, no. We, um, we've kind of dialed back a little bit, um, you know, from the normal. Usually we do like a waiver wire show on, Tuesdays and then on Wednesdays we have a big game but since you know fantasy season's over we're kind of just kind of doing one we're going to do one playoff show during the week and then we have um, Super Bowl special uh, coming um, as well so that's kind of like the stuff we got uh, going on at TSS right now. Cool man give everybody shout everybody out where they can find you uh, they can see your stuff because man your, your stuff is top notch I've been on your show a couple of times and it's always a great time man you're uh, you're definitely uh, somebody to aim for 
when it comes to content, right? To get up there, you're definitely a benchmark. Well, I do. Wow, it's very man. It made me feel great tonight. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, follow us. Go to TSR. Follow us on YouTube. Uh, go to tssfantasy.com. You can follow us there. We got all of our great content with rankings. Um, if you go to YouTube, hit the subscribe button. We will. We kind of gave away all of our crap this year, but we got new stuff coming up. So make sure you hit subscribe, hit the notifications because you want to see all the great stuff we do have. Um, follow us at TSS Fantasy on Twitter. We're on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. We got it all. Come check us out. We're putting the F fun back in fantasy. Come check us out. Absolutely, man. Give me a final score. Come All on, right. Man. Give it to the Dolphins. Go ahead. It's okay. It's okay. It's a safe space, man. Give it to the Dolphins. Okay. Give I me know, a I'm not, not going to give you. I'm not going to give you a real one. I'm going to give you just. I'm just going to give my Miami Dolphin homer pick. If okay. the Dolphins win this game, it's going to be a 17 to 16 victory, a one point lucky block extra point or something. I don't know. <laughs> just trying to figure something out for them to win this. It's not, I'll just put it this way. Um, as a Dolphins fan, and anyone who's listening as a Dolphins fan, they already knew this was coming, bro. We already knew. Like, I knew when we were on top of the NFL, I already knew the other shoe was coming. It was about to drop any minute. We already know what happens. So we know we're about to get the blown the hell out um, up in Buffalo. And then we'll re- and then we'll see what happens next year. We'll see if this team can stay healthy. We might be in the mix next year, but, you know, it's not going to be good this Sunday for sure. You know, you got to be hopeful because uh, I like to use the uh... – the analogy when it comes to playoff football, right? You, you got in. It was ugly, but you got in. It, it's hey. like going to Vegas, right, and playing in a tournament. A chip and a chair. It's all you need. It's all you need, and you I'll never take it. it. I'll take it. It's like a drunk, a drunk Jason and a fat girl. I'm with it. At <laughs> uh, yeah, three o'clock in the morning on South Beach. That's right. <laughs> Dude, I appreciate you coming on. I'm gonna. I got uh, Gina on deck. We're gonna break down nice. the Niners and the Seahawks. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm loaded. I'm doing three shows: one today, two games today, two games tomorrow, and uh, the, two games on Thursday. Man, I wanna wanna start. Uh, wanna do something different instead of me being solo every single time. Man, I do this every year by myself. So uh, now that I got That's some friends in the in the space, I want to use them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So your audience will be pleasantly. Um, we'll, we'll be pleasantly entertained with Gina. She's a great guest and a great person. So good luck to her Niners and uh, good luck to your Giants. And we'll see you soon, my friend. You got it, brother. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate sure. you, my man. Appreciate you. Take care. Sir. All right. Uh, much love to Commissioner Coop. Now I am bringing on Gina from Gina Rep in the Bay. Listen, this is the this is the one person you got to follow on Twitter for all Bay Area sports, not just football, even though the Niners are her are her baby, but basketball, whatever, anything Bay Area related. This is your person. I'm going to bring her on right now. Dina, what's up? Welcome. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. Uh, not great. You know, it's uh, great. I'm in uh, South Florida. The weather's great. This is the best time of the year when it's not blazing hot like it is most of the year. You know, <laughs> we good weather. And, uh, you know, it's uh, hey, NFL wild card weekend is upon us in a four days. And this is what we uh, this is what we prep for for 18 weeks now. Right. And here we go. What we, uh, yes. What we live for. You know, and like you said, your team is in. And I'm glad my team is in for the first time since 2016. I'm a Giants fan. And, you know, <laughs> We are going to play each other in the uh, in the second round, divisional round. 
hey, you know, you never know. And you know, I I knew that my Niners were going to be in it because I predicted in preseason with Trey at the helm, fourteen and three. So I came pretty close. I was pretty good. That was really really good. And you know, you started shaking. Um, <laughs> I have a forty nine er friend of mine. Uh, we're coworkers, and I mean, this guy he he's, he goes to San Francisco at least once a year when he get tickets, grabs a game. I mean. And uh, we were talking about the whole Trey Lance, right? And um, we both said this, right? You guys gave a lot for Trey Lance. And the product hasn't been there. And we both talked to each other. We were like, the Niners could have had Justin Fields without sacrificing that much, right? And the thing we said is, how quickly and when is Jimmy G going to come in? And everybody, and I don't know if it was locally in your news. I mean, we're, we're here in South Florida. He was saying, well, listen, I, I think if Trey doesn't do well in four games, or five because you know before the yeah. season started the Rams you know you guys were loaded you know what I mean that that was a mm -hmm. tough division and they were like well I think four or five games and Jimmy's in it was a lot sooner because Trey got hurt and then that's when kind of the ship uh, turned around and uh, I mean what is the buzz right now in the Bay Area because San Francisco is one of those teams that when they're in the postseason they're one of the like I said to Jason they're one of the blue bloods of the of the NFL how's the vibe I know I know San Francisco is buzzing right now. Yeah, and um, I forgot to give a quick shout out to Commissioner Coop. What's up? Um, he, I love him. He's great. I was on one of his shows too, and we faced off against the Dolphins. Um, and uh, and thanks for having me on your show. By the way, I like. I'm just so thrilled. I watched one of your shows before, and um, just so thrilled to be here. Um, yeah, you know, I every week so. On my channel, Gina Rep in the Bay Productions, um, I have my hosts uh, include a Rams fan, Falcons fan, and um, two Saints fans, Ooh. and of course, um, two other 49ers fans. So, um, you know, it, it's rare that we all get to be on together, but um, that's why I love having so many hosts. Well, we have one regular, you know, Dan, the Rams fan, Dan the man, and he's always trying to get us to uh, talk about whether we're going to go with Trey or Brock next season. And, and we're like, dude, can't we just cross that bridge when we get to it? And, you know, of course, I mean, it's all over 49ers Twitter, like all the time. So... And hey, Christian, in the in the chat, what's going on? He's always um, on my podcast in the chats. Um, and we're just like constantly wondering, is there going to be that, you know, like if Jimmy's gone, in my opinion, Jimmy's gone. So that's off the table, in my opinion. Um, does Brock back up Trey? You know, obviously he's got to, right? But if Brock wins the Super Bowl, what happens? And that's where I got to say, you got to cross that bridge. Um, I'm all for it. You know, like if, if Trey backs up Brock and Brock wins and wins MVP, you know, Super Bowl MVP, you know, that's something that they've got to, you know, the front office has to decide. You know, it's up to Kyle 
and John, but you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch. But uh, yeah, that's that, those are the decisions I'm glad I don't have to make. Those are the things that right now are the hot takes of um, the hot opinions, I should say, that the 49er fans have. Um, you know, I'd like to say that, hey, you know, uh, sure, if Brock wins, yes, go ahead, be a starting quarterback. But if Trey is who we think he is, um, and my my associate, uh, Rod Kelly, shout out to Rod, said if Trey is who we think he is and, and who we drafted, you know, so high, you know, uh, and gave up the farm for, then he will beat out Brock in training camp next season. So, I mean, look, Jimmy was supposed to be gone this year. And unfortunately... For you guys, fortunately for you guys, because you know having him as a backup is better than your average backup, right? I mean, the fact that you have a third stringer that is pulling these numbers—that's the insane part, right? Um, but the fact yeah. that Jimmy was supposed to be gone, this—that's how many twists this team has gotten, right? Jimmy was supposed to be gone. It's number right. one. He was supposed to get right. traded. I guess they were asking for a lot. You know, Jimmy has a history of um, of injuries. And one thing, and by the way, thank you, Christian, for joining in. I know it's one of your fans. Appreciate you bringing people on. <laughs> uh, some viewers, but. One thing I say about Jimmy, he may not do it great, but he wins. Yeah. The guy's a winner. He's won a lot of games for you guys. Uh, and But I get it. You know, he gets you up to so far. At one point, you have to make a switch. I'm with that 100%. But the fact that it didn't go the way that you guys wanted it, but he worked out well for you guys, having Jimmy there, you know, you guys started winning with Jimmy, and the offense did look a lot better with Jimmy as soon as he went in when Trey Lance went down because, you know, Jimmy's office has been there a lot longer. He knows it. Um, and then, you know, that's why I, I kind of say, I was like, I, you know, yeah, he should have been gone. I, I'm all for it. He needs to be gone because, you know, the only way you're going to see what you have with Trey Lance if you start. And might as well get something for Jimmy because then you end up, you know, losing nothing if you don't trade him. But I guess, you know, he was he was good enough to restructure the contract, get you guys some, uh, some salary cap space, right? Making it to that bonus kind of Kind of, kind of structure, right? So that was that was good yes. for him. Remember, he still had, still had. He was in his last year, and uh, which was kind of nice. But it worked out well for you guys. But the Brock, this guy right here, I mean, he is one of the storylines that I I haven't seen in a very, very long time. Yes, I mean, cool. It is so cool, so great for the NFL, so great for the fan base. I mean, mm -hmm. it's absolutely insane. I call him the Brock man because he is this dude is <laughs> this dude is legit. He's definitely he is definitely legit. Um, in regards to the Seahawks, look, uh, you guys actually got a, a decent matchup. Uh, overall, mm -hmm. you are offensively, you were like, you're battling them. The only thing that they have, they don't have anything over you, uh, just passing yards. They they have a lot more. Yeah, it's just mm -hmm. seventh, you guys are 13th. That's not saying much. 231 to 226. But yeah. you have them on rushing yards. I mean, you're like Christian McCaffrey. Look at Elijah Mitchell, man. He's been hurt all year long, but we know what he could do when he's healthy. Uh, you guys are, are points per game. You're, you're, you're number six. You score a lot of points, you know, with a third-string quarterback. That's the great thing about Brock. But mm -hmm. touchdowns, over two touchdowns in every game since he's been up, since, he's got, since he got the opportunity to start because he threw two when Jimmy went down. Then after that, he hasn't thrown anything less than two, and he had a three-touchdown game the other day. But uh, overall, your defense is number one in the league. You're, you're right there with yeah. with the uh, with the Cowboys, with the Bills. You know, number one in yards per game. You know, points per game. You are number one in the league. Also, you only give up like 16. You only allow 77 rushing yards. Uh, you know, the only weakness is your secondary. But man, that front line is so good. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, and that I mean. 
defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, you know, kind of sort of makes up for it in a way. Um, yeah, that front four, uh, just, you know, so dominant. Um, Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, we're getting him back. Uh, he had a neck strain and he's back in practice. Um, I wanted to get to your point, though, about Jimmy. I mean, you know, you, you said a key word. We won with him because he wasn't actually the one of the keys to winning games, you know. So it is like um, he does have wins under his belt. Um, but once we get rid of that, you know, caps, uh, open up that cap space that he's gone, um, yeah, it's going to give us room to – uh, re-sign some people that I hope we get back, like Emmanuel Mosley, um, because he was so important in our secondary. And that's where I think we really were missing. I mean, remember, we lost Jason Barrett early, in, you know, sort of early to mid-season. And um, that guy just keeps getting injured. And I'm not saying he's injury-prone. I'm just saying he's had a string of bad luck. So, you know, and that was a strong veteran, you know. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I look at um, guys like, you know, we have Brock, right? And then you look at another rookie who the Seahawks have, because I got to give more credit, you know, credit where credit's due. Kenneth Walker, you know, um, hell, hell of a season, you know, talk about, you know, players of the year. And then Brock, to me, I mean, of course, I'm going to be a homer and bias. And I say Brock is my rookie of the year, but Kenneth Walker got to give him his flowers too. And he obviously has put up, um, I had to write down some of his numbers because, um, you know, I don't know him by heart or anything, but, um, a thousand and fifty, uh, rushing yards mm -hmm. leader. So, you know, that to me is, uh, you know, for Seattle, that's really good, especially after what, what they just went through in the offseason, you know. Mm -hmm. um, getting Drew Locke, not knowing who was going to be their quarterback. Mm -hmm. Geno Smith doing so well. Um, he uh, is still on a, a one-year deal that he hasn't um, – and he's going to be off – the season and not, you know, he's going to have to sign a new contract, you know, because they got to decide what to do. I'm sure they're not going to go with Drew Locke. No. Uh, you know, he's 32 years old, for God's sakes. Um, so, yeah, 399 passes of 572 attempts. He only has 11 INTs. Um, you know, it's not bad. Um, 30 touchdowns, but his completion rating, awesome. 69.8%. So, and I had him in my um, upper, you know, echelon of uh, MVP, you know, uh, race, sort of, you know. Um, of course, Jalen Hurts had my, you know, initial vote, but um, Geno Smith was up there for me, you know. So, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but certainly played out of this world and Seahawks, you know, even, you know, what's kind of ironic too. I'll tell you this. We had Jimmy go out and uh, I mean, Jimmy come in in week two when trade goes out. And now we have Brock Purdy playing in his first playoff game against the Seahawks. And it's our third matchup. And we had never played, uh, or I guess we haven't won against the Seahawks, except for this season. We hadn't beaten them um, in a while, but that was under Russ. So it's really interesting. There's like a lot of ironies, you know? I mean, Gino, 
Um, definitely a Cinderella story. 11 seasons in the league. Honestly, I, I just, this just hit me. This matchup is the Cinderella quarterback <laughs> matchup here because you yeah. got Brock, Mr. Yeah. Relevant, which yeah. throw that out the window, man. This dude's going to, if he, if he doesn't get a contract here, he's going to get a contract somewhere. You know, there's so many openings at quarterback that you don't know where, you know what could ever happen, right? Right. Uh, it's a great, it's a great offense for him, though. You know what I mean. Um, but Gino, Gino, again, eleven years in the league, and I know Gino especially from when he played with the Jets. You know, even when he was in Giants. But thirty touchdowns, eleven picks, like you said, a hundred, a hundred point nine quarterback rating. I think he's leading the league in quarterback rating. He's top in, in yeah. completion. That's what his knock was the whole career. Uh, which, yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, listen, your guy, your guy, man, Mister Mister Cinderella here. I mean, this dude started five games, all right? 67% completion percent. Like Russell Crowe right now, right? <laughs> 13 touchdowns, 107.3 quarterback rating, okay? that's He's efficient as hell. Yes, mm -hmm. he's not going to set the world on fire with his arm, but with your running game, your defense, which I said that since the beginning of the year, even before you got Christian McCaffrey with a healthy yeah. Elijah Mitchell, and to me, the greatest running back, scheme coach in the history of this game is Kyle Shanahan because he could do this with me coming off the damn uh, street, all right? I never <laughs> really can come I up mean, with I mean, I could go in there. <laughs> amazing, right? Even before that, I think you had probably one of the best running games and defense. Remember, this is what wins Super Bowl. People keep forgetting about, yeah, throw the football, throw the football, but when you get to the playoffs, you dirty those games down. So you, you have to effectively run the football. Brady would not have seven championships if it wasn't for having good running games. Not necessarily stud running backs, but good running game. I combine yeah. two, three guys that can goal line situations, break away, get your first downs, and then play action. Right, right. You do have the ultimate, I would like to call the best both sides of the ball. The man can run it and catch it like a wide receiver in Christian McCaffrey. And it is, he is, I mean, that was a great trade. You, you the have best to. trade of the, the season, you know, in the whole league. That dude healthy is just he's he is sick and I think he's unguardable. It doesn't matter. You cannot stop that kid. Uh, but if so great. Does, doesn't a change of work environment actually make you feel a little healthier too, like mentally and physically? Absolutely. I mean, it's no different than changing jobs, right? From a job that you really hate and hate going in every morning. Right. What I mean, that's that's absolutely right. I mean, he is and look, and that, you know, and it's funny because he was the man. He was yeah. all the offense in in Carolina, but coming over here and and they're not asking him to do too much. It's not like he's getting a bunch of attempts and stuff like that. They're using him correctly, you know. They want to save him for the playoffs. That now is when he's going to get the carries. You know, that's when he's going to be involved every facet of the game. Uh, but he has opened up right the yeah. game, the play action game. Who Kittle is benefiting like there's no tomorrow. Yes, and and, and that is such a huge part of your offense because red zone wise. I mean, what better, you know, he's one of the best to ever do it. You know what I mean? When he's healthy yeah. and, you know, and this year the man, you know, took off once he got healthy enough, which just like last year, he, he started, you know, coming off a lot better now towards the end of the season. And it's, you guys are clicking on all cylinders right now. Uh, I mean, like I said, I put a bet on you guys to win the Super Bowl like five games ago. That's wow. Like, you guys were plus like seven or 800. I was like, you know what? Let's, you never know. It's, it's, it's the odds are good. You're going to win. So. <laughs> I usually don't. I don't bet on football, but I've I've thrown in a few bets on basketball because I feel like I yeah. 
it's more of my football's so 50 50 to me and i like the only time i want to bet is like on my own team you know and parlays i can never do parlays like i would totally get those wrong i'm the opposite but... football more than I do basketball. <laughs> basketball i'm not there yet i need to like be more confident in it. and baseball forget about it not even i don't know yeah baseball. uh but yeah i mean so so absolutely give me your best predictor um who do you think it's gonna win and i know the answer but by <laughs> how much so i'm yeah i'm usually um good at like trying to figure out point spread they're playing at home um it's supposed to storm up the ass i'm i live in the bay area i'm over in south san francisco um fuck. uh I usually say at home, Niners by 20, but I'm going to be a little more conservative and I'm going to say Niners by two touchdowns. Okay. 14. Yeah. 14, maybe 10, 10 to 14. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see. I haven't looked at the spread on this yet, but uh, I think I, what are their favorite by? I don't have that up in front of me. I don't know. We'll look yeah, that up. I, I forgot to check. I think it's is it twelve or no? I'm not sure. I'm, I would have to like look up, and it's going to take me like thirty seconds, and I don't want to get my uh, get, take my attention away. I, I have like I'm diagnosed, uh, you know, ADHD, and then I'll really mess everything up if I don't stay at the course. Uh, but what I was saying, look, uh, honestly, I I got them winning by double digits as well. That's that's my pick with the, with the Niners. Um, like you said, the weather is it's going to be a factor. I think it's whoever runs the ball better, and I think the question, the, the answer is going to be the Niners because you have more debt. I mean, you have, like, they have a great guy in Kenneth Walker, but you guys have a lot of debt in your running position, your running back position. I think they're nine and a half point favorites. Okay, yeah. that's pretty good. I, I think that's that's not that's actually not bad. I, I think yeah, that, good, it's good. Um, it's a good bet. I gotta I gotta look into that. I, I get when I get closer to the week is when I start looking at what who am I gonna who am I gonna parlay with. <laughs> now, who do you think? Who do you think is going to be a top performer? All right. And who's going to be a surprise performer in this matchup? Top performer. Um, it could be from either team. I think top performer. I want to say George Kittle. And, and who most surprising? I said, give me a surprise performance. Somebody surprise. that's uh, come up big, right? That usually, you know. Um, oh God. I don't want to pick anybody on Seahawks. Um, surprise. God, that's a good one. I'm going to go, I'm going to go someone on defense. Um, Someone in our secondary, maybe. No, I'm going to say Ray Ray McLeod. All right, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I'm going to say special teams or something like that. Because Seahawks got that guy on special teams, um, that kid. Um, a, 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 not Aguma K, what's his name? Uh, I'm not sure. I wrote it down because I was like, he... Remember the roster. No. Oh, Godwin, um, Igua, uh, Igua, Iguabuki. Yeah, 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 there we go. That's right. The guy, yeah, that, that's right, Godwin, Iguabuki, yeah, the, the uh, defensive back. Mm-hmm, okay. yeah. So I'm like, let's us have 
a good a game and special teams area. All right. That was something that we really needed to improve on last season. And I think, you know, with the acquisition of Ray Ray McLeod, um, and we haven't really used him that much in um, the offensive side, but he did get a nice uh, touchdown here and there. So uh, let's see him on special teams. Let's get like a nice punt return or, you know, something like that. Okay. No, that's, that's fair. I mean, uh, but yeah, I think I think should not be a problem. Uh, you guys match up really well, and you have this season, like you mentioned, better than any other season against Seattle. And I don't think that's going to change. Uh, it's been a good season for Geno, but yeah, your front line is going to give them nightmare, especially if uh, if it's going to have if if there's going to be bad field conditions. Um, so uh, yeah. it's been a good run for Geno, and it's going to get him. And this season is going to get him a contract right there. It's most likely Pete Carroll is going to resign him. Short, yeah. you know, six years, it. something like that. You know what I mean? Guarantee forty because yeah. he deserves it. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys are definitely, uh, you are the team that everybody doesn't want to play. Right. I, I don't think Dallas doesn't want to play you guys. Giants doesn't want to play you guys. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm banking on that. that we, you know, and I think we should get over. I'm hoping we're going to upset the Vikings because we played them real good the last time, lost by a 61-yard field goal. I think, you know, the fact that we're going to – our defense is going to step up and we're probably going to end up running the hell out of the ball between – Yeah. And even Don wow. run the crap out of the ball too. Very, very try to control time of possession. But um, – I'll be, I'll be honest with you. The Vikings are fraudulent. Yeah. I, I, I think, like you said, there's a smoke show in my my book, right? Captain Kirk folds like yeah. a uh, Captain Kirk. <laughs> I can't stand him. He's fraudulent. So, um, and I think Dable definitely was um, a, a favorite of mine for coach of the year. Although I think Kyle did pretty good too, but um, I, I wouldn't be upset if Dable or even Doug Peterson got mm-hmm. uh, coach of the year. There's about three guys. Like you said, those four guys, them and I forget who else. Uh, my, are going to be in the conversation. Uh, it's just going to be the matter of uh, what they look at before who they got. I mean, if you look at who at the least worked with, it was definitely Brian Dable. You guys had a lot of changing pieces during the year and you handled it, right? You know, you, you went three quarterbacks, right? You know, you made a huge right. trade. That's all, you know, it's all part of the game. Uh, and of course, yeah. Peter's been with the Jags, you know, from that a dumpster right. fire of the year before for them to make the playoffs. That's going to be a great <laughs> by the way, for Jackson's yeah. Chargers. I like to see the two young quarterbacks that are going to be slinging the crap out of that football. Uh, that's going to be great. Wow. Yeah. No, hey, hey, you guys are doing great. Uh, Gina, thank you for coming on board. Do me thank a favor. Thank you favorite. so much. Shout yourself out. Tell everybody where they could find you, your show, when you go on, when you go live, a little more your socials, where they could find you because you really got some good stuff. Thank you. Um, everybody, there's my at. It's at Gina Rep in the Bay. And my channel is at Gina Rep in the Bay Productions on YouTube. Um, you could find me everywhere on social media at Gina Rep in the Bay. And um, please subscribe. I have a slew of hosts and we talk NFL and we're now putting out NBA content. And we just have so much fun. And I'd love to have you come on the show and um, pick some football with us. It'll be so much fun. And um, just, yeah. Basketball too. If you want to have me on, also for during the basketball season, I, that's that's what that's my go-to after the NFL is over. I, you know, I got to keep myself busy until next. But, who, who's your team? The the Knicks or? I'm a Knicks fan. Okay. Oh, awesome! I have a Knicks fan on on our channel too, so that'd be fun. I live in South Florida. I'm a New York transplant. I moved here 18 years ago, even though I, I hate the cold. <laughs> I, I've never looked back, uh, but you know, we we take our teams everywhere to go. We move to Alaska and we're root for like everybody that's from here. <laughs> 
Where we seen the wall in the back. Those are my top. Those are my three teams that I follow. So. The the Knicks and um, Giants yeah, and who? And Giants. And the, yeah. Um, yeah. So that yeah, just follow me. And um, I love talking sports on Twitter. I'm mostly on Twitter, but I'm also on Instagram and sometimes on Facebook. But yeah. Yeah, Twitter is my my go-to. Also, it's the easiest one to uh, to uh, connect with people. It might yeah. be when sports, when it comes to sports. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We I loved having you on. We're definitely gonna have a repeat of this one. Uh, oh, yeah. we'll definitely, we'll see because you know you let you know next week uh, if we if my team makes anything make it, we might have to just do like a versus kind of like a battle here and kind of break mm-hmm. down uh, our points of view here. So let's uh, tune in for that one. Uh, let's let's wait yeah. to the of, uh, both weekends. You guys got it in the bag. I'm, we have to work a little harder, but. I appreciate yeah. you coming on board, Gina. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. I, I'm excited to see you again. And thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. I have a, a good luck this weekend. And we're definitely going to be talking soon. Thanks. Beat the Vikings. We will. We're going to try that. We will. I hate Captain Kirk, too. So I hate <laughs> I don't, I, I, he's so overrated. He's he's like, I I, I don't I don't hate him as much as Dak Prescott because he's another overrated guy that came before. Yes. In the club. Exactly. You know, he, he's. I can't stand that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care and be safe. Thank take care. Bye, everyone. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening, man. Gino was awesome. Commissioner Coop was awesome. Great show. First breakdown tomorrow. I'm going to have the talented writer, Adam Holes. We're going to break down the Dallas Cowboys matchup versus the um, versus the Bucks. That's some interesting storylines there, which I know I can wait to pick his brain on. He's a huge Dallas uh, Cowboys fan. Also, the illustrious Nikki Gist, who is the top uh, Giants insider. She has so much uh, Giants uh, football information. We're going to break out the Giants and the Vikings matchup as well. Uh, you know, she, she called it from the beginning of the year because she was boots on the ground and Giants training camp. She said that Saquon was back and watch out for the Giants. Man, she wasn't wrong. So we're definitely going to have him here tomorrow. I appreciate everyone who watched today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode and two more great guests. Your boy E-Man from the Average Old Sports Talk Podcast signing out. Peace.